cool. Come on. I think I'm getting it again. Uh, no, it's, it's gone. Cool. All right. Sorry. This happened to me before where I'll, 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 I'll talk to somebody and then I get a bunch of feedback. Oh, man, I'm still getting it. Well, you know what? Let me, I can I can go in my car really quick to see if that. Um... Oh no, it's not you. It's uh, I think it's me. Okay. I believe it's me. Um, I'm just kind of testing out some words now. Okay. I think I think we can do this. We can do this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I saw you on, or I saw your feature on a uh, Instagram sober punks. Yes. And um, yeah. I just I I. Wanted to see if you wanted to chat about your you being sober. Yes, absolutely, and this is really cool. exciting. I've I've never um really chatted on a podcast actually about my sobriety and my journey, so I'm I'm really excited. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, so tell tell everybody your name and your age, or if you want to tell your age or where you're from, what you do. I my name is Samantha Quintero. I am 39 years old. Um, I'm originally from um, the Bay Area in California, um, but currently reside in Sacramento, California. Um, I am a barber um, and an artist. Very cool. I didn't know the artist part. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, knew, I believe I knew the barber part, but <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I paint, um, I do commission pieces, I do murals, um, I do upcycling, um, pretty much anything that does, does what, uh, deals with art. I, I love all, all arts and all forms. Um, so I try to put my hands in everything um, and get creative and pour my, my soul and heart into each piece. That's awesome. How long have you been a barber? Um, I've been a barber. Let's see. Well, I, I was cutting women's hair. Uh, sorry. Um, I was a hairstylist for women um, since 2014, 15. And, um, and then I made the switch over in 2018. Um, and I've been a barber since and I, and I love it. And I still do women's hair, but I, yeah, I, do, I mostly do men's hair. Very cool. Very. I've had a, um, another stylist on the podcast uh, maybe a few episodes ago. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Always, I didn't. It's always cool to talk to a, another hairstylist and hear their their background because it's. I feel like, um, at least for me, and being sober, I, I hate small talk. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you kind of get you kind of get maybe you get that. I don't know. Maybe you feel better about that kind of stuff. Than <laughs> you I do. know what um, we do? I as barbers and a stylist, you know, there is a lot of small talk each day. So I think by the end of the day, like just having my alone time with my art is like exactly is my therapy. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So where, where do you live now? I live in Sacramento. Oh, awesome. Very, very cool. Yes. Just a uh, born and raised California. Yes. Born and raised California. Um, I moved to Sacramento actually from San Jose. I was living in San Jose. I want to say the last, um, uh, 14-ish years, um, made the move last May, um, actually, to go to rehab here in Sacramento. Um, Most of my family lives here, um, and I was the last one in the Bay Area, so I just decided to stay. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. I love, uh, we just went to a wedding out in uh, Mount Shasta. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, it was pretty grad. Um, We got to hang out in, I love San Francisco and the Bay Area, period, and I just, uh, 
yeah i just i'm I love it over there it's yeah. just way, way expensive i mean like we yes. live in arizona so like oh, you know. okay yeah it's uh i went to school in tucson so oh cool very yeah. cool small i i'm from tucson so small oh, world perfect yeah um where did you go did you go to u of a u of a yeah i played softball at u of a oh cool yeah and you have a you have a bunch of cool <laughs> things about you um well let you so you i meant you mentioned just now that you were in rehab right yes Correct? yes okay so let's talk about let's talk about sobriety okay. um do you consider yourself sober or in recovery um initially i was in recovery um having okay. gone through uh rehab um i actually had to medically detox um and then i was in a program for just shy of 45 days um okay. I, I do consider myself sober um 15 months sober tomorrow yay awesome yay. congratulations thank you <laughs> um so yeah it's it's been a very interesting 15 months um i absolutely love it and um yeah i'm 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 glad i went through what i did to be where i'm at today awesome yeah um if you don't mind me asking i mean i kind of with my questions i usually kind of just jump around which sure, just yeah. pops up um if you don't mind me asking or if you don't mind talking about it um what what got you into rehab did you was this by choice or was this something that like us could you give us a little background on that absolutely um cool. yes it was a choice it basically was a life or death choice um yeah. and i'll elaborate on that i um it was um let's see during the pandemic in March, um, I was drinking very heavily and I did, I had been drinking very heavily, um, for quite some time. Um, but I had, was going through a separation as of 2019, March of 2019. Um, so that year it was heavy drinking and drug use. Um, and one, one day I woke up vomiting blood, um, and I, didn't want to give up alcohol. I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself a break, a day break. Um, so I took one day off. Um, I actually, that day I started hearing voices and hallucinating. Um, I actually didn't think anything of it being correlated related to alcohol. I thought maybe I was schizophrenic. Mm. Um, so it really scared me. Um, I continuously heard these voices. It was hallucinating, seeing things. And I told my friend, I called him, I said, Hey, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this is what's happening. He's like, stay where you are. I'm going to come get you. Um, and he saw me and he's like, you know, you look like you've seen a ghost. And I said, I feel like I have, I feel like I've seen a thousand ghosts. Oh. Um, so he, long story short, he's like, I'm taking your mom's. Sacramento. Um, at the time I was in San Jose. So he took me to my mom's and, um, and I called my therapist from there. I was, I was seeing a therapist and, um, and I was like, I think I'm schizophrenic. And she's like, you know, you're too old to be now diagnosed with schizophrenia. And she was, uh, kind of going over my, my, um, what my day to day looked like. So it basically involved drinking. And I said, I took a one day break from drinking and this is what's happening. And she says, you know, you're experiencing yeah. severe alcohol withdrawals. Um, she's like, I know this is the last thing you want to do right now, 
but in order to stay alive, you're going to have to drink. And my heart just sunk in my stomach um, to hear those words made me realize how far my drinking had gone. And, um, and at that point I didn't want to drink anymore, but I had to. And she's like, I, you know, this is how much you drink, you know, uh, just kind of taper. Don't drink, don't over drink. Don't, you know, just mm-hmm. to maintain. Cause I was, I was shaking. My nerves were out of control. I could barely stand. My vision was blurry. I was seeing things. I was hearing voices. Um, and she's like, I'm going to look into a rehab for you because you need to medically detox. She's like, uh, it's very dangerous for you to detox on your own. So um, it took a couple of days to find a rehab facility that was open because I, you know, the pandemic, I think uh, all um, detox and rehab facilities were being flooded with with people. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, she finally found one and um, and I was able to get in and uh and it was a very hard pill to swallow um and it was a you know leading up to from when i was dropped off at my mom's to um when i entered rehab it was very scary because i just i was extremely exhausted from um from all the noise all the hallucinating and um and I remember the, the night before um, going to rehab, I, I was mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. I was so tired. Um, I remember any, any noise would set me off, would jolt my nerves. And, um, and I was eating, watching TV, and this, this air freshener went off. It just made the, the slightest sound, just and it went off and it just jolted my entire body. And I threw up my food and I just fell to the floor and I just started crying. I had this heavy cry and I was just, I was done. Like I just wanted to throw in the towel and my mom, she fell to the floor with me and she held me. And I said, mom, I'm tired. I can't keep doing this. I'm so exhausted. I can't live like this anymore. Cause I thought, you know, those voices, I thought they were going to stay with me forever. I thought this is my life. If I choose to live, this is how I'm going to live each day. And I didn't want to live like that. And, um, she just held me. She didn't say anything. She just held me. I, I can't imagine how hard it was for her own child to go through something like that and not be able to do anything. And um, so I just, I took a deep breath and I, I knew I just needed to get through that night to get to rehab. If I can get through that night and get to rehab, I could be on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. And so I just took a deep breath and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to do this for her. I'm going to, I'm going to get better for her. Um, cause she, she deserves better. She gave me everything she could in life and I was sitting there pissing all over it. So she deserved better. And so I wanted to do this for her. Um, so I was able to make it through the night. I prayed, I prayed really hard and, um, I got in and I just remember standing on the doorstep of the detox facility and my thought was alcohol won and alcohol beat me and I just felt so defeated and so upset at myself um I said I can't believe I'm here I can't believe I got to the point in my drinking and drug use that I'm here and I just I couldn't look at my mom 
and um and I just my 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 head sunk and my mom put her hand under my chin and she lifted it up she says hey you got this and she um when I didn't feel like I could believe in myself she did so I just I nodded and um and yeah that April 30th 2020 was the day that changed my life forever um and and that's that's the day I entered rehab wow that's well I mean I I I don't have a you know I don't know I think what's unique about being sober and being in recovery is that we all have different stories and um you know, but they're also, they're, they're different stories, but there's so many familiarities between and similarities between the, between everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, it's just like, just hearing, uh, just hearing it all, you know, it, it jogs a lot of my memories um, of me. I didn't, I never went to rehab, but it's one of those things where, you know, you hear other people's stories and it just is, you know, there, there's really not much to say, but just, wow, you know, I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're here and you're, you're sober, you know, now and it, it's crazy because you, you feel like there are times when you're, when you're in sobriety or when you're in recovery that you just like, feel like it's never going to fucking end. And like, right. You know, and in that, I, I can't imagine, you know, I just, I mean, I can't imagine because I've been there, but I can't like, you know, because it's all we're all so different. And yet our experiences are all but are the same or similar, but just, you know, so unique in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, it's I, I, I look at my parents, too, where I had some not times that like they had to check me in. But there were times that I, I, I look at them and I'm just like, I don't know how you did what you did, because it, it's so incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine that part. Um, yeah, it's, uh, sobriety is crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty crazy. And drinking does uh, a lot to your body that you don't really think about. Right. Um, you know, I've, I never experienced that, but I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, good on you. You're here. And I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so important it's so so important wow yeah i did i'm just like uh, the, I'm, I'm getting all emotional <laughs> i can feel myself just like oh my god that's just like i can i can see it all um so uh, going back a little bit mm-hmm. um before you know i got i don't want to you know like i, I only want to talk to you as much as about things as much as you want to talk about them yeah. but so before then before you put yourself through all of this um, and to get to where you are now, um, what was life like before? Um, um, what was, you know, cause you, cause you, you, it seems like, you know, one of the questions I have is like talking about rock bottoms and like mm-hmm. where, and usually with rehab and just those kinds of situations, like that is like the rock bottom where like, okay, I gotta like do something. Yeah. Um, but what was life like before? Was there, was there, do you feel as if there was always been some sort of, uh, I guess, I don't know there, you know, like there's a lot of people who call it like a God sized hole or something like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, some, something missing, but do you feel like there's always been 
this part of you that is I guess different or something that like you've always been confused about that it it has a lot of negative energy with it does that make sense um yes um I I want to say growing up I was a very I think depressed um an anxious kid um that grew into a very anxious and depressed adult um growing up a one of six um we are a very athletic family um and you know sports are very driven uh you know goal oriented um you know we uh we're known in our community as a sports family. So I think that was, the, yeah. there was a lot of pressure there. Um, there were, uh, there was, uh, you know, other things that had happened um, th- throughout life that kind of snowballed into all of that. Um, and then also my sexuality, um, questioning that as a, as a yeah. teenager. Um, but it not being okay okay at that age um or Mm -hmm. at that point in life um i i think i just i didn't know how to talk about my my problems or issues um uh, i started cutting myself at a very young age um 11 11 12 and that was my outlet Um, I, i knew my parents were you know working hard to give us us six kids what they what they could um you know we were we grew up very very modest eight of us in a three-bedroom house Mm -hmm. um wow very very extremely modest um and we just we made the best of what we had and i i know that my parents gave us all that they could and they wanted us to do well in life you know do well in sports and that was a a, uh, i felt a big um stress factor for me because I felt like I had to excel in sports all the time mm. um, to keep up with my siblings you know and I think that was maybe are you the youngest I'm the I'm the youngest yes okay yeah so um so that was yeah very stressful and you know my my dad um when I was in high school he's like Mija I don't have money to to send you to to college so you're gonna have to find your way Um, and I know that it was like that for all my, my siblings too, you know, you're going to have to find your way. Um, cause we didn't have a whole lot of money. So I, I, I worked hard. I worked hard. Um, and interesting enough, um, I was drinking and doing drugs in high school, um, while playing sports, Mm. um, during sports, uh, I hit it very well from my family my friends, my, my peers, um, my teachers, uh, I don't think they saw that, that side, that, that dark side. Um, uh, not too many people did cause I didn't really let a whole lot of people in, um, the self inflicted, you know, um, razor and burn, burn marks on my arms and legs. Um, you know, I just, uh, I think that's where it all started. And, um, I didn't think I had a problem cause, um, you know, kids were drinking, you know, kids mm-hmm. were doing this. So I just, I correlated it to that. Like, I'm just a kid. This is what I'm doing. Uh, this is how I lash out. Um, but you know, I'm keeping everything inside, keeping all my feelings inside. I internalized a lot of things. Um, and then, you know, I, 
went to college. I got a softball scholarship, but still continued. Um, I think my drinking got heavier. I actually almost lost my scholarship my junior year because um, I was drinking too much, um, didn't make grades. And that almost crushed me. I was like, oh my God, my I'm going to be look, looked so down upon if I lose this scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked hard to get my grades back up. I played my senior year. Um, I cut back the drinking a little bit, but, um, you know, not entirely. Um, but, I, you know, I think from the age of 14, 15, my drinking just progressively got worse. Um, I think my drug use was uh, not at the level my drinking was, but it was there. Um, and then I think just throughout life, it just progressively got worse. Cause I never really had, I had never seen a therapist, never talked about my issues, never, um, uh, still internalizing everything. I think, um, you know, I took a break from cutting myself when I got married. Um, but you know, as our marriage kind of, um, was coming to an end, then I kind of picked back up wedding and the drinking got heavier um so i think at an early age um yeah there was always a problem i just never saw it a problem i actually never saw it as a problem until that point of when i was hallucinating and and Mm. hearing voices i never you know i think because i was always drunk that i didn't see a problem because i couldn't feel the problem (laughs) and um so so yeah it it started at an early age (laughs) well it's so you know it's like uh, i just feel you know like i'm not like a psychologist or anything like that i just like deal with this shit because this is my (laughs) you know like my existence but i think there i think there's like so much um normalization of drinking especially because you're you're only a I think you're only you're only a few years older than me, mm-hmm. but I think like within that time period, from like when we were kids, like mm-hmm. drinking was a very normal thing. Yeah, um, you know, and like uh, movies pr- promoted a lot of it, and um, just you know, society lot... promotes alcohol. Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in your it's face all the time. Like well, you know what's crazy is like with all the with covid last year you know there was just so many like people doing shows at home and shit and like really adding alcohol like you know alcohol to like so many different elements to their you know just like normalizing what um you know life was like last year um and could be in the future but like you know and it's just it's very alcohol in general but i think when we were kids there wasn't that much like of that um I don't know there was just like there was there was not that much talk about emotions and you right. know uh I had friends who cut themselves and you know I had my own kind of like self-inflicted pain kind of things but it was like you know like those things were just kind of you know they were kind of normalized right right um, and you still hit them I mean of course you still hit them because it it's shameful it's really you know sad and um there's a lot of uh, you know negative energy behind all of it but it's it's one of those things that it was just kind of you know it, nobody would really bat a lash and if they did it was just it was very much just swept swept under the rug and like you know right. let's not talk about this person who does this to themselves yeah we still hang out with them but like 
you know, I mean, I think it was also like, you know, the way that the, the, the you know, 90s kind of played, mm-hmm. 90s and 80s played on people's, you know, emotions. And like, you know, I, I mean, we can't really like hate ourselves or, or get frustrated with ourselves for that stuff, right? Because right. like, we didn't know better. But like, right, there was like that time period just was like, let's poke fun at the all of these, right. you know, your sexuality, your, yeah. your depression and all that, you know, like whether or not if you take medication, like all that stuff was yeah very much you know the butt end of jokes and um yeah so i I, yeah i I definitely feel you on that and like you're exactly right you were it's it's so it's but it's so sad i mean like i I, hopeful for the future right like that we're now talking about this more often and absolutely have the platforms to do it but and i think that's that's just it i think you hit the nail on the head is talking about it more not feeling ashamed for getting help oh yeah it's well it's like you know it's even like with uh you know the the i can't remember her name the uh the olympic gymnast who yes yeah uh, you know recently decided to take herself out like yeah there are people who are giving her a lot of shit for it and Mm -hmm. it's like well put yourself in that position you know there's so many elements to it it's like you like we don't Right. We can't discount other people's experiences because um, we have no idea. Like, we <laughs> literally have no idea. Like, okay. 100%. But, yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things where it's like it's starting to become more normalized and like we're starting to take back that. But it's, it's hard because there's, there are, I mean, there are still people who will always be, you know, addicts or have these kinds of issues. But like, I think f- from the time period that we come from, there was just a lot of hush hush about all the things that we right. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always, I feel the same way when I talk to other people who are about our age. It's the same kind of thing. Like, we just didn't talk about it. And it was normal. And Like, be, be tougher. Don't be so sensitive, you know. Exactly. Suck it yeah, up. Yeah, there's so many, you know, and it's, it's, the, it's the verbiage, the language, all of it. Like, the way we, we talk about, we talked about things. It's like, if you watch, like, you know, like, I don't know what your opinion is on Friends or anything like that. But if you take, like, the old show Friends and you, like, look at all the ways that we talk to each other what we thought was funny like it just is some a lot of it is not <laughs> like it's just very very mean and you know it's it's uh it's it's interesting life is interesting but um yeah I, I definitely feel you on all that I I, I, can, I can definitely relate um so you kind of feel like this has always been something there's always been kind of, you know something been kind of kind of weighs on you um and then you get you know you go through college and you have some you know, things happen and you go through your the marriage and things happen there and then you get lead up to going to rehab um what was i, I mean i guess i didn't realize that you had gone to rehab i, I guess maybe i didn't put two and two together that you had gone to rehab during uh covid yeah uh, so there, this is gonna like add a whole different element that I haven't, you know, <laughs> I've talked to other people who've gone to rehab and mm-hmm. um, have been in programs, but like last year was definitely a weird year to do that. Yeah. Um, so I have, I'm gonna ask you just kind of basic questions about it. Um, and then kind of, you know, maybe it might be, do- I mean, you might just add into it because it's, you know, <laughs> it was weird last year. Yeah. Um, so you went to rehab in March. Yes. And uh i'm sorry april april 30th or april okay um so you went went in april Mm -hmm. and how was how was that how did all how did that 
how do they go? Because when you go into rehab, like you can't, you don't really have contact with outside people, correct? Right. Um, so due to COVID, we, we were allowed to have visitors and um, we, while in detox, because I was in detox just shy of two weeks, um, we weren't allowed outside of the house. So I was going stir crazy. So it, it's a three bedroom, two bath house. I was going so stir crazy. Um, I had so much anxiety. I had, I believe it was one f- two phone calls in that two weeks Uh, yeah so it was it was very stressful um and all the while trying to detox going through the shakes going through sweats still hearing the voice go through all that it was it was it, it still was exhausting um i think i i relied heavily on the detox medication and the nurses like knowing the nurse knowing I had nurse a nurse there or nurses there all the time um made me feel okay I can let my guard down a little bit because if something happens they're there but still that doesn't take away the fact that I can't see or talk to my family I can't get out of this house um and then all the while like my my mind going crazy with all these thoughts of how did I get here? Why am I here? What am I doing? Just contemplating life or, you know, you know, life decisions. Um, even if I wanted to live it, you know, it's, um, forgive me. How many days was, was your, det- was your, oh, your two week detox? Uh, and then... yeah, just shy of two weeks. Um, okay. I think there was a couple of factors and then I moved into the recovery program that they had, which was 30. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> so 44 days total then yeah uh it was a, a 40 43 days if okay. i remember correctly yeah wow yeah i can i mean yeah. it was weird to be on the other side of that you know like just like within i don't even know if it's like the real world if, if like being in what other people are experiencing during last year but like having uh, Early sobriety sucks. Like, <laughs> it's really hard, and I can't. I cannot relate. Nor can I. I mean, I, I that that is. I re- I just remember like being so like kind of going crazy. Yeah. Just having a normal life, you know, or like a normal year, or I guess whatever. I can't imagine going through. Oh man. So what was that like? What what was? Tell tell us about early sobriety for you, because like early sobriety is just like you're you're. Yeah, so early sobriety, we were still in uh, lockdown in the pandemic. Um, so I got out, I believe it was like June 12th, June 11th, okay. 2020. Um, I was so confused because um, I didn't, I mean, I knew of sober people, but I didn't know personally yeah, yeah. close sober people. So I felt I was going through this alone. Um, well, yeah, so it's like you can't talk to people, really anybody during that time. Right. Just in general yeah but then like you know out so like during that time did you talk to family when you were in rehab i did like so, when you did okay yeah so when i got to the the recovery um portion of it um they let me have i believe god how many phone calls a week i think it was three 15 minute phone calls a week oh, okay so um still much. that's still like that's gosh. very minimal i know <laughs> God, that would I would I would not be able to do that. That's hard. You know, looking back, I think that's what I needed to focus on me. 
Mm. Um, I, I mean, for as much as I loved and missed my family and would love to have talked to them all the live long day while in rehab, I, I needed to put focus back on me and my mental health and just my health in general. I was, I wasn't doing that for a really long time. Um, and now I think that was the first time in my life that I had actually put work into myself. So mm-hmm. I, I, I personally needed that to just, yeah, I mean, connect. early, sorry. Um, early, like the amount of work that or the amount of work that you do in order <laughs> to be sober is insane. It is like, it's not just like, I just want to like add to some people because I, I know a lot of people who listen to this who are are sober and haven't been sober for a but like just the remember like how much work like I I do this thing with my wife and she gets really annoyed with me but it's like I talk about um how like if if you're not sober like I, I have a, I don't have a hard time with you mm-hmm. but like your level of like how much inward you look is so different than mine Right. Like, I know when you talk about being inward, like, you're, like, working super hard. Like, there's, like, <laughs> you're scraping up, like, every little nook and yeah. cranny trying to figure out all the things. And it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, anyways, yeah, sorry. I just, like, thought about that. I'm, like, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really, I can, I get that. Like, having to focus, like, that not enough, not a lot of phone calls or, like, not a long, like, long time to talk. Like, you actually get to, like, focus on you which is right which at at first I was against it and I was I think like everybody was trying to find more time some way roundabout trying to get more time more Mm -hmm. time but I was fighting it and then you know I just kind of you know put my hands up and like okay well I can't fight it anymore I I gotta I gotta just deal with this this is what I gotta Mm -hmm. deal with and, and yeah, just, I think it just left me with my thoughts and, which was good because I needed to, cause I had never dealt with my emotions and my, my thoughts before. Cause I always would numb, numb it. So I never, I never feel, felt those emotions. Never let, I never let myself feel. So trying to figure that out was another journey in its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. But I got to, I got to write um, um, write my family. Um, they got to write me, so it was it was nice. I got to like send um, um, postcards out. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it. I've never been to rehab, but like I, I think like from like what it seems like, just in general, like like sobriety, being sober, like when you start realizing that like the things that like when you do that you know i could just like throw your hands up you're like well i'm just like gonna have to do this yeah it really it's weird because it like takes you back i feel like it takes you back a few centuries Mm -hmm. like you like you because you have to like just you have to like do the exact opposite (laughs) that you were doing you know because i'm a talker i like to talk i like to communicate with people and like it's so I I wish I I feel like there's this part of me that's like I wish I would have had someone to force me to be like you can't like you can't be on like social media or you can't be talking to people during this time like you just have to deal because that's what you need and I feel like I feel like with with some people I feel like it's almost like going like have like going to rehab or like having people hold you accountable for your things like (laughs) is 
kind of jump starts your sobriety because like you're just kind of like well I, I, I can't fight it anymore I just like have to do this right right um, and you know and like you know while on the subject I commend people who get sober on their own like I had the help of people at a facility but people who do this on their own like I'm just mm. in awe of the strength that <laughs> they pulled out of themselves to get sober and stay sober like I just I I yeah. think that's an amazing thing. I think it's I think it's amazing all around, like in all fronts. I think yes. I think it's interesting because I think like there's this part of me that like when you say that, like I I don't I mean I am really bad at giving myself compliments, but <laughs> like I'm really bad at it. But I think that like I think that for me at least on my end, it's like I was I was in my own way, you know, like I was like allowing myself to do these really terrible things that for my mental health that were just not helping my sobriety. Whereas if I had somebody like, yeah, I don't know, you know, does that make sense? Yes. Like, I feel like if I had somebody to just be like, Hey dude, you're like, you got to stop doing this. Like you're just messing everything up. Yeah. Um, that would have been like, or just like have limits. Like, I'm just not, I'm not a person who can have limits. Like I'm just, I literally, you know, I'm covered like head to toe in tattoos and like, <laughs> you know, I just like don't know any bounds <laughs> to like any of my things. So yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I think, I think any way you get there, but like, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Like people, there are people who get sober. I'm like, I don't know how you did it. Like, I, I really don't know how you did it. Like, when people like, I get, you know, this same response about, I don't know how you did it in, in the pandemic. I don't know how uh-huh. you got sober in the pandemic, you know, because people were at home and they, you know, their option was al- alcohol is at home. Yeah. You know, it's easy to have uh, alcohol at home. Um, and for me, that wasn't an option when I got out of rehab. Um, I think for what helped me was the bars were closed. I was in a new mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. getting sober. I was, I was out of my, um, my element, which was good, which I needed. Um, but I, I picked up, um, working out, running outside. I picked up, I picked my art back up. I kept myself busy. Um, so I don't want to say it was easy for me to, um, stay sober through a pandemic, but you know, the bars and restaurants being closed helped a lot. You know, I never really, th- I never thought about that until you said that. Cause I, I am one of those people who you just said is, you know, tells you, I don't know how you did it during COVID-19. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I never really thought of it like that. There are like, like the options. Cause I, I know a lot of people who did get sober during last year mm-hmm. and I never really thought of it, nor did, nor did, nor did I like, ask them or they tell tell me like that you know like certain things were just not options like they just were not there as going going back to people telling you no don't do that you can't do that that was that the world telling me sorry these are closed you can't go there so (laughs) that that helped (laughs) yeah no that's crazy i never thought of that that make total make totally make sense like you know I, i yeah i have one of the one of the guys who I, I I've sponsored a while back. He got sober during last year and he texted me like a few months ago about how he has like his year and stuff. And it was like, you know, there was just this part of me that was like, I, I feel bad because of it. But I, was, I used to think about like, Oh, like when, it, when things open up, like it's going to, like, it's going to be over. Like everything's going to be, you know, he's going to 
whatever. And he was like, no, like I'm, I'm still not doing it. I was like, wow, that's really judgmental of me yeah. to, to think that. But like, it just, I don't know. It's, I, I guess there's this element that like, yeah, like it's just not an option. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Thanks for blowing my mind. No. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm like, oh man, I'm like much more of an asshole than I was thinking. But um, so, okay. So you, you said you got out in June. Yes. So I, um, I got out in June and I, I knew I couldn't go back to San Jose cause that's where my old life with my um my separation was my all my drinking friends everybody was that I knew I couldn't go back there I didn't know where my life was to go but my mom um she's like just stay with me you know um we'll figure it out and um I just I still felt a little defeated um because you know she lived in this one bedroom apartment 650 square foot apartment and we were both trying to live under this one roof. And I, I remember sitting on her little loveseat couch and I cried. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? I'm 38 years old. I'm starting life over again. How do I do this? What do I do? I have no money. I have no job. You know, the pandemic, being a, being a hairstylist barber, I have yeah. nothing. And, um, and in that moment, I was like, I have my sobriety. That's what I have. And mm-hmm. one thing that they told me, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that they told me in, um, in rehab, but one thing I, re- I do remember, it, one of the um, counselors, he said, you know, quote, take advantage of your advantages. So mm-hmm. while I'm sitting in my mom's little one bedroom apartment, she's telling me you have a place to stay, you know, mm-hmm. work on yourself, focus on you, you know, until you get back on your feet, we'll figure this out. So eight months we stayed in that little one bedroom apartment and she bought me this bed that we slid in and out of her room into the living room i i I slept on the floor of of the tiny living room um on a twin bed for eight months let's let's see june's like august october yeah eight months um we were doing this you know in and out every day sliding this bed back and forth and I, i i didn't think of it as I really had to humble myself in, in those eight months, but I wasn't thinking of it as I lost. I said, okay, I'm taking advantage of this. I'm going to run with it. I'm working on it. I'm working on me every day to get me better, to get where I want to go in life. So I just, I, I put my head down and I worked. I, I worked every day. I worked on my sobriety. I, um, every day woke up. Um, and, and I still, till this day, every day will, um, um, you know, say all the, um, after say my affirmations, you know, I'm thankful to see the sunrise. Um, one more time. I'm thankful for, um, a beating heart. I'm thankful for the air in my lungs. I'm thankful for a positive mind. I'm thankful for the people in my life. I'm thankful for the love and the support that I have. Um, I'm thankful for this day. So I, I would say that every morning and, you know, we now, my mom and I now live not, you know, to jump ahead, but we now live in a three bedroom, two bath, uh, 1500 square foot place. Wow. It's nice to have a little bit more room. And, you know, I got a new car, a new dog, and I'm just, I'm, 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 you know, I'm making it. I'm making it. I, I, I got me here. I'm making it. That's 
God, it's so inspiring. <laughs> like you're, you should be a, you should be an inspirational speaker. <laughs> I'm serious because it's no, it's, I, I, I would like, love to you know go around and talk about my story because I for the longest time I felt like nobody could relate. I felt yeah. nobody could understand, but I know that the more I talk about my story, the more people can relate. And oh yeah, the more for sure. That's the, that's why I do this podcast. Is because like I I. I I hope to just to connect people and to inspire people to explore their sobriety and recovery. But like also, <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's as different. Like we were saying earlier, it's like as similar as the stories can be or as different as they can be. Like we all have some kind of experience that resonates with another person. <laughs> and, you know, I think especially hearing people's stories from last year i i think they're like you know like you, you blew my mind earlier with just like the way of looking at things it's 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 i don't think that people especially like do you go to do you go to meetings or anything like that i i used to early on okay yes but um anymore i if you're are you familiar with like speaker meetings and stuff like that yes so it's like i love speaker meetings but I, I think what's 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 hard with that sometimes is that like you only get so much to talk about, right? Like you only get like the the speaker usually only has like a you know forty five minutes, and like I feel like what I do with this podcast is to give people as much time as they fucking want. Like they can talk <laughs> about all of it, you know. Like I I think that it's important to hear these things because even if you even if it's similar than to yours or to another person's, like it's so important for us to get it out. But like that, sm- that one story or that one, you know, whatever can, can spark the fire for somebody else to do what they need to do. And like, yeah. Hearing what you have to say, like it's really is really inspiring to hear somebody who went through so much and then, had to go through go through it last year but then have such like a positive outlook and the way you know like I know it's not you know like as positive as you are like it's still hard you know it doesn't make it easier right but it's just inspiring to hear somebody and I is and I am sure the listeners can hear it too like I can hear it in your your voice like you're incredibly passionate about what you do and like how far you've come right and and that's awesome that you say that is like it wasn't until this past year that I was so positive about about life and about, um, you know, just in general, because I was always such a very negative person, especially towards myself. Mm. Negative. My my first, you know, instinct is to say no or I can't or, you know, mm-hmm. something negative. But, um, you know, now anytime I do something that's scary or um, or I'm uneasy about or like, you know, doing this this you know, interview, I was so nervous and so scared. Um, uh, I, I immediately take myself back to where I was when I went through that hell, when I was hearing those voices, when I was seeing those things, you know, I said, if I can make it through that, I can make it through anything, you know? So I just, I keep that in my head. If I can make it through that, I can make it through this. So, uh, and, and, and I always say, you know, the, the good days are actually great and the bad days are just moments that are didn't go your way there's always yeah. a solution and it can always be better 
Well, it's so interesting that like before, I mean, because I, like, I, I still am negative, but I still I try to be positive. But I think that before I got sober and before I like put the work in to try to figure myself out, like everything didn't everything seemed like it lasted forever like any kind of like real struggle or pain yeah seemed like it lasted forever where now it just it seems it's it still feels it's still a lot right but it's it's more like I can at least tell myself now that it's like momentary it's like it's right. only going to be here now right and that's it <laughs> you know like yeah. but I remember just feeling like a catastrophe locked in it yeah, everything was a catastrophe. Everything was just like, you know, this is one disaster and then right. there's another disaster and right. You know, it's uh it's well, totally different now. This keeps happening to me. Why does this keep happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is so, it's so weird to think that like, you know, like I mean, I used to th- I still think like that sometimes, but like I think it's like and I, I think maybe in general just you know, just it, how sobriety is and how the mind works is like there will always be those times where you like go back to those old ways and like try to like you know your brain is just so used to doing one thing over and over again that sometimes it triggers it to like think this is how you're supposed to how you're supposed to do it but right you know it really takes a lot of work and i tell that to people all the time if like new people in sobriety and just in general is just like it takes a lot of work like it's not <laughs> it's not it's not just a it's not a, it's not just a you know you go through rehab or you do you go to a meeting a week or whatever it is like it is a constant like i'm always constant i'm checking myself all the time absolutely and if i'm like if i'm feeling off like it's, it has to do with the way that i'm not looking at myself i'm looking at myself in, in the old ways I'm like right yeah you know it's That's- uh interesting <laughs> um so yeah wow you have a lot you have a lot it's cool <laughs> um so you got sober and then you went you got out in june right june or july june june and then you worked really you worked your ass off obviously and you know you're you're doing what you love to do um how how do you stay sober now like what is what what keeps you dry? I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about it, mm-hmm. uh, but what what is what motivates you? Like, what's this? I, I know that some people like you know, and I, I I have a hard time with sobriety and recovery and with different types of methods of of being you know clean or whatever because I think some people say like, well, if you don't do it like every day, like, or if you don't do this, then you're gonna you know relapse or something, right? Um, which I don't necessarily fully agree. And I think some people can just like go through programs and then, or, you know, like go through rehab and then everything, you know, they, the spark is ignited and then they're just like, I'm going for it. Right. Uh, and then there's other people who are like, you know, who are diehard, you know, AA programmers who like say, if you don't go to meetings then you're going to like right. drink again. Um, so I kind of just want to hear like, because you said you used to go to meetings. Yeah. Like here, what, what do you do now to keep yourself sober? So in the beginning, I mean, they, they say, you know, 90 days, 90 meetings. Um, yeah. And at that time, again, everything was closed. So everything was Zoom. So mm-hmm. I attended Zoom meetings. Um, I was doing that, uh, I think, like five to six times a week. Um, and that that really helped. I, I do have to say it, it really helped because it helped me know that I'm not the only one, you know. Yeah. Struggling. Yeah. So, so it was really great. Um, 
and then I think life just got really um, hectic in a good way. Um, my, I was painting again. I actually started painting in rehab um, or started painting again. Um, I, I don't know if I just said that or not. Yeah, I started painting again in rehab. And then I continued my art when I got out. Um, from there, I, um, I got a job at a barbershop, was doing that. So I was keeping myself busy with things that I loved. Um, and then, and then too, they also, uh, the counselor had mentioned, you know, there's only one thing that you have to change in sobriety and your recovery. And that's everything you got to change your people, places yeah. and things. And, um, that was true for me. I changed my place. I moved from San Jose to Sacramento. I changed my people. I kind of, um, got out of the bar scene and I hunkered down with my family, um, and the things I, you know, obviously changed my drinking and drug habit to things that um, I really enjoy working out, art, barbering. Um, and I was just focusing on that. And then I think, you know, I, I, I can't say every day is, you know, rainbows and lollipops because I do struggle on some days. And there's some days that I just break down and cry. Um, and what really keeps me going is knowing where I'm at as opposed to where I, I came from, how far I've come in such a short amount of time and all the things that I really enjoy doing. And, and, and I'm furthering myself in my art, you know, people, um, people enjoy my art. I, I didn't really open my, my, my art world up to anybody because I was so self-conscious of what, what people would think of it, what, what they would say about it. But, you know, um, the fact that it gives them pleasure, you know, that, that makes me happy. And then, um, just sharing my story and reaching out to people. I think that's what keeps me sober. Um, cause I, I get people who sit in my chair who they have questions about my sobriety and they're like, sorry, if I'm asking too many questions, I said, no, I'm an open book, please ask away. Um, and there's actually been a couple people who've sat in my barber chair who've gotten sober since they've been my client. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And then people who reach out to me um, uh, via Instagram or Facebook and say, you know, your story's been an inspiration. You're an inspiration. And, you know, I, it makes me want to better myself. You know, ever I've stopped drinking or I've, you know, done this. I've started working out. And I just I don't know. I think I just want to keep inspiring people to be the best version of themselves. So sharing my story keeps me sober. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's uh stories i mean like i i feel like you know if nobody's gonna tell it like you gotta tell it yourself and like yeah there's so many benefits to just talking about these things and like getting them out and you know like you said like it, you know like i i'm the same way if somebody talks to me um about sobriety like i never push it on other people but if they like if they know that i'm i'm very open that i'm sober you know it's not it's not like a question to anybody um you know they they very much know but it's one of those things where it's like if they talk to me like i'm more than happy to like you know talk to them or dive into whatever questions they have and you know even if it if it's not yeah and i think that's the that's what i what, what the question kind of gets at and it's starting to starting to formulate just in general is like within certain programs you know people are like well if you don't like like you know you're going to be sober like if you if you need to be sober like you know it mm -hmm. you know kind of thing and like 
you know, um, you're not just like sober curious. And it's like, well, actually, there are people who are just like genuinely curious because they have no idea. It's just like people who question their sexuality. It's just like people who question. There's all these different things that like people question and asking questions is totally fine. You know, (laughs) it's it's one of those things where it's like if if you are the person to help shed light on that with with somebody and like cool and it, and it also feel you know feels you your fire too it's like it's just kind of like it 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 kind of is this rotating wheel of just like trying to like like like, like i i kind of picture like that that wheel that like you know generate like i don't know the, i don't know the name of it but like the wheel that like generates the water and like you know kind of like keeps going around and like picking up water yeah moving, yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's just kind of like sometimes it's the current strong and sometimes it's not and that's just kind of you know yeah and i just be, be the person to help <laughs> and you know like like i said i started out going to aa um i mm-hmm. don't go to a but like i'm thankful for aa and i know that yeah. AA, it will always be there if i need it and you know oh. some people do go to aa some people stay sober not going to AA. i think it's it's a personal choice and you know to each their own and whatever works for somebody great like keep doing it (laughs) yeah it's i i used to be really militant about things it's even on the show like last season and uh just because like i think there are people who well, I think that there, there are certain, like, styles of people with programming that, like, they turn it really, like, if you're not, like, doing this, you're not sober enough or whatever, you know, they're always gate people always trying to, like, do that, and it kind of gets in your head, but, like, I've gotten to this place in my, my own sobriety, which I'm coming up on three years, is, like... Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> but, but, like, like, early, like, I feel like you are, you're already ahead of your time where it's, like, I feel like some people like myself do go through this like phase where it's like, this is how, you know, the only way of life or like how you have to do it. And like, mm-hmm. you're not doing this. And it's like, you know what? Like my wife said this to me the other, like a few weeks ago, she was just like, you know, it doesn't matter like how people get sober. Like if you're getting sober and you know, you're like, the only thing you do is like smoke pot or like, you know, the only thing you do is like you take ayahuasca or whatever it is, you know, like mm-hmm. those things that people do, you know claim like to keep them sober it's like well who am i to like judge you or say that you're not right. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's uh it's great talking to people like yourself because it is like a reminder that like you don't have to do the the sober thing or like the aa thing to mm-hmm. make it like you're right it'll always be there but mm-hmm. like you know it's like to each their own it's like however you're gonna stay sober it's what keeps you sober absolutely and I, I have no, you know, I have, I have no reference point to that at all. Like, cause that's your life. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I love, I love having these conversations <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, that's, that's like, a, like you were saying, it's like sharing stories, communicating and just connecting with another person about this stuff is just so helpful. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure people who listen to this will be like, oh yeah, that's like really helpful to hear that. Cause yeah. <laughs> people just you know are real set in their ways and you know i i I get it but i don't i don't know it's one of those one of those things (laughs) yeah um but cool very cool i mean like i uh i can't imagine having a uh, person sit in my chair 
and um, talk to them, like talk to them about sobriety. Uh-huh. Um, are you pretty open about your sobriety in general? I am. Yeah. Um, at, at, at first, I don't, I don't want to say at first I wasn't, I just wasn't, um, forthcoming with it, but you know, I, I think the same goes for like, uh, like my scars on my arms from me cutting myself. Mm. I used to make up stories about it or not talk about it. But if someone looks at my scars and asks me, Oh, what are those from? I will tell them. Mm. Um, because I, there's so many stigmas in our society that aren't talked about. I think, you know, going back to the nineties and, and all that, like things, things that aren't talked about that need to be talked about that um, revolve around mental health. And um, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm very, very open um, about my life, about my journey um, because I'm, a different person where I am now in life than who I was, but I couldn't be where I am without that person mm-hmm. who I was and where I am and where so I'm- <laughs> that lesson is so hard to learn because <laughs> you just want to like, there are times you just want to be like, Oh man, that person sucks. But oh, then, right. like, oh, yeah. I, you know what? Like, like I, Facebook memories come up and like, Oh God, <sighs> like that's the worst. But like, it I'm is the worst. Those, Cause like, I'm like, wow, look, look how far I've come. That is, man, I wish I had, yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this, just like, take your advice. Because like, <laughs> you are incredible. I, I always look at that and I'm like, God, man, I'm just like, God. <laughs> like, I just like really look at myself and beat myself up. But like, yeah. not, I don't, I, I rarely, my, my, my rare go-to is to be like, oh man, look how far I've come. Like, I wish like I wish I could be you to do that, but <laughs> I'm definitely not. Um that's yeah i mean i guess now i gotta go like ask you like how so how does that come up with uh being a barber like what what's what is there something that like triggers that conversation or oh yeah so um actually so like i on my social media on my my instagram well on facebook Mm -hmm. um, i'm very like i'll post pictures and tell my story of my sobriety and oh cool so people will read that on my my page and i've actually had people book um hair appointments with me because they have questions because they may think mm. that they have a problem or they just you know wanted to know how i got sober they want to know my story um or it'll just come up in the in a conversation of you know drinking i said well i don't drink mm. anymore you know i'm so oh, yeah. congratulations so it's just it actually you know i find that a lot of people who sit in my chair are either sober um or um yeah, are, are sober or have just gotten sober, like they've been sober for years or have just gotten sober. Like there's a lot. I didn't realize until I got sober that there are a lot of sober people out, people out there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really weird to know <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't do all the shady stuff we used to do. Like it's, it's, it's alarming. It's almost alarming because you're just like, wait a minute. There's like a lot of you out there. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting but then that makes sense too like i mean that's cool that you do share that story and that you do you are open about it i think there needs to be more of an open dialogue um about sobriety just in general whether if you are going the you know aa route or program or rehab or whatever like there needs to be more of a just open conversation about how okay it is to do those things and it's Uh, it's I think more so it's 
how okay it is to ask for help. Yes. I mean, there's, there's this quote that says, um, God, and I'm going to hack it. I know I am, but, um, you're not, you're not losing. Oh, you're not losing when you ask for help uh, mm. or, Oh God, what is it? You're just not winning alone. Mm. Okay. But it, it's something along the lines of that. So it's just like, you know, when you ask for help, like, especially when it comes to getting sober, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're winning together. Like you're, you're finding a great support system. Like my family is amazing. They're an amazing support group. I have a brother, um, uh, a brother and a set, actually a sister who are both sober as well. So three of us in the family. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and my mom actually, um, recently quit drinking. Awesome. So, um, you know, to have that is a really big, um, help, um, to share our stories, to share, you know, um, our sober lives together. It's, it's really nice. And then just the love and support of all the friends and family who say, mm. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I am, um, you know, you, you just amaze me, you know, that, that, that keeps me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's like I have my family, as they don't understand it. I mean, they don't drink in general. But I think, I think that's the thing. Is like there are people who there are like to me at least. There's like this difference of like there are people who just like don't drink, and there's like non-drinkers, and there's people who are sober who are like who are like people who are non-drinkers. Just like they chose just not to drink. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily. Ch- I mean, I do choose not to drink, but mm-hmm. like it's not just like this thing where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like give it up for a day it's like no i'm gonna like give it up because if i keep doing it i'm gonna die right, right. Just, you know that's my life like <laughs> constant death is like death is like creeping at every corner with everything i do because like i'm i i need that kind of i need a feeling that will allow me to feel okay and yeah. like that's what drinking and drugs did to me was the like make me feel okay and you know you know, even like self-inflicted pain, same thing. Mm-hmm. Gave was there to like allow me to, you know, or quote unquote allow me okay. to feel or to like escape. Um, but yeah, the the support the support system, like the people who are around me, like I, it's inter- it's a small, just like a short little story. Like I had some friends earlier when I was uh, getting sober, and I hadn't like we we kind of had like fallen out of like touch but it seemed like my on my side it was like oh like you know he does they don't want to be friends with me because i'm sober now and like on their side they were like they thought the same thing in reality it was just more of like we were thinking different things you know Mm -hmm. and um like we were thinking not necessarily ill but we were thinking like in terms like we weren't actually having a conversation um whereas like now like i can actually have like you know they're actually like coming back into my life and we're just like oh yeah like there was a huge miscommunication like the support that they are now showing us is or me is like insane and i didn't realize that because i never asked yeah and i think that's the other thing before sobriety like i know it's like a real weird way of saying like i don't think i ever really talked to anybody before Mm -hmm. with sobriety because i was just afraid of like you know i guess being turned away or like it was not really receiving what I needed. Right. Um, and now it's, just, I mean, I think like I've gone so long with sobriety that I'm just kind of like, I forget that that is how big of a thing that is. Like just that connection and um, the support system is just like, 
I think I take it for granted a lot of times where I'm just like not realizing how much um, support is around me or how many people, even the people I thought didn't like didn't support me, do support me. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, like, I think, yeah, again, long, like I, I go off on weird tangents, <laughs> but like, I think long story short, if I can sum it up, if I can gather my thoughts <laughs> is like that you don't really know how like with sobriety you when you start doing the work and you start actually like trying to sift through all the motions that humans have to sift through Mm -hmm. like doing that sober is so insanely hard yeah and it it, it triggers so many other muscles that you have to work um and it's just it's a crazy trip like (laughs) all the drugs and drinking that i did like being sober really is a trip like it is a huge trip it's a great trip but it's like a trip that's like wow like you don't really think about these things too often but um yeah it's 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 a wild journey it 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 really is and like like I said you know I've only been sober 15 months and it's already been a crazy insane 15 months but it's been amazing it's been like the the most amazing 15 months of my life and I just I can't wait for the next 15 months 15 years you know it's just it's a pretty cool feeling I mean it's a really cool feeling to to know that like you can look down that way you know it's like you never maybe you never thought that you wouldn't get there but it's like yeah it's it's weird like talking to you just like stokes me to like you know want to be more positive and like (laughs) yeah like I've always felt this way and like listeners you should always like like, no, 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 like I, this no, is, and I, yeah, have my, uh, I have my bad days. Don't get me wrong. I have my uh, days where I feel self-conscious and like, um, just unmotivated, just, uh, you know, like it's a struggle to get up. I have those days still, but you know, those days that I wake up are better than the days that I, you know, I take it back better than the days that, um, I went through hell, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky to be where I'm at and I remind myself and that's uh, you know how I stay grounded I'm lucky to be where I'm at even on my on my worst days now um are n- not as bad as my good days then you know yeah it's I mean yeah it's uh yeah the perspective and like looking at it taking like scoping out and really like seeing the the amount of work it's such a crucial part of like being sober mm-hmm. uh, I don't I obviously don't do it enough but it's like one of those things that I think is is so helpful I mean and, and like I think I think when you get sober and you when you when you figure it out like you and it seems like you've hit like the stride in your sobriety where you're like like you have like you have the knowledge which is awesome. I wish I would have had that like wait, 15 months, but like have the knowledge of knowing that like, you know, the days, the bad days now versus the bad days then. And like having the motivation to continue. Um, it, it's, it's, it's super inspiring, but it just, it is one of those things that it's just, I, I think that it doesn't always it's it's good to hear stories and it's good to hear where you where you come from because you know it's like some people just need that fire need to hear that like 
oh man, like this person had it hard too. Cause it's just like as happy and as positive as you are, like you still have your own struggles. Absolutely. I think that's the, that's, that's, that's a barrier for people to overcome within sobriety is it's a, especially with like social medias and right. the way that we put ourselves out there with you being as open as you are. Like that's so awesome and so helpful to the community because I, I, I struggle with looking at people who have been sober for years or, you know, sober for a while where I'm seeing their stories and I'm like, how are you so happy? And like, you know, like, uh, why am I not that happy? Like we live in this day and age where we, you know, can pick up our phone and like see how somebody else is doing, you know? That note, like, I believe, I forget what the percentage is, but um, people only show the the best 10% of their lives on social media. I, oh, yeah. it's I, I forget what the I was reading a book and that that came up and I'm like you're right they only show I mean because nobody's gonna show their crappy days like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah for sure like then now nobody would want to be on but I mean, actually and, now so I, think I, want, I think I want to show my crappy days to be like yeah. hey it's okay to have these days you're human well, well <laughs> the story is I, I mean I think it would be so sad to but I did I did actually see somebody's post the other day they were like they posted something about their husband it, this is not a sober person, but somebody who posted about their husband, they're like, oh, like, this picture's so great, but, like, you wouldn't have known that, like, a few minutes ago, like, we, we were arguing. Yeah. And I think it's important, but I think, like, it would be so depressing to watch somebody's social media when it's just, like, here are all the tragedies that happen to me every right. single But, like, I think the story, yeah, this it would be great, but it would also be like, oh, this is really sad. It's <laughs> <laughs> really sad. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But I, I Just to show, like all you know all aspects of someone all you know all all um all moods all um mm-hmm. you know and i i think i i, I myself want to do a better job of that because i i you know looking at my social media it looks like i'm happy i'm you know thriving i'm this but you know there there are my days where i'm not um, well i think just in general like you know not i, I think like it's totally cool to like post the things that like that make you happy and the things that when you are happy. But I think that there are like, it's like you were saying earlier, it goes back to just like sharing your story and like being open. Like, and my wife tells me this a lot, but it's one of those things where she will, you know, say like people who are sober, like they don't, if you claim to be sober, like you went through some shit. Like it's not something where it's like, Oh, you know, People who claim to be sober or in recovery are not just like, oh, you know, one day I woke up and I decided to, to, to not drink and I'm sober now. It's like, no, you're like, you went through something enough to where it was like, I got to stop doing this because it's like driving me insane. Enough is enough. Yeah. Which I, I think is a helpful reminder for myself to be like, yeah, I should think that way. But I think it's like early. I, I always like put myself in shoes that it's like first few months of sobriety, first few months uh, or first few weeks of sobriety, like there's so many questions and so many like just things that you don't like nuance things that you took for granted before that you didn't like really think about until you were sober. Right. And, like, and or until you didn't have the option of drinking. And it was like, it's, I think that that in general, like sharing stories for us is like the most, like the most crucial thing. Um, so I applaud you for doing that because I feel like a lot of people, Sometimes people don't share those things and I, it's on them. But I think that there are, there needs to be more people who 
are willing to share and open to share and then invite people to their chairs and share. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. And it's, um, I've just, I, I've become uh, in this place in my heart and my head that I'm okay with who I am and that's all that really matters. And, um, you know, people can judge me all they want. And you know what? My therapist says, you know, um, if it breathes, you can't control it. Mm. So, you know, you, you can't control what somebody else thinks and feels, even if you tell them, you know, straight out of your mouth, they're going to still think and feel what they're going to think and feel. But yeah. as long as I stay true to myself and my feelings and, and know that I'm okay and know that, you know, I'm leading my best life to my standards, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you hit, yeah, that's definitely 100%. Like, so accurate. It's, it's a weird, I mean, I, I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe not, not all of us who, who feel this way. Like my, my tattoo artist is he, uh, which if you're listening, hi buddy. Um, but <laughs> he, uh, he'll always like, he'll always like talk about, uh, say like, oh, like, you know, that person is like one of us um because he's sober too Mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things where i think um it's so important to see those parts those people and like recognize like oh there's like more of us but also like that part that we are um we are all our own and that it's it's it, it, it as as much as we do have a connection and a support system or there are other people who are just like us that they're that like the only thing that we really can control is us and that's it. And um, talking to sober people and having our voices heard allows other people to maybe have that courage to like remind our, you know, themselves like, Hey, like I need to like, you know, get back on my shtick or whatever it is. Um, And so, yeah, I think, yeah. Hearing that, sorry. I'm like, no (laughs) because like i think i think it's like what you said it's it's so it is so crucial that it is just us and um it's so interesting because it's like it's the connecting right but it's and then also like that connecting to like return back to self and be like oh i gotta like you know remember that like i can only control me right um right but at the same time like somebody else is like encouraging me and you know or like putting those like thoughts in my brain that like remind myself to do that um and yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for this entire conversation. I'm really <laughs> glad that I got to talk to you about this because I love talking about sobriety. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a great conversation. I can you know talk to people for hours about this stuff. Um, so let me see. Let me look at some questions. If there's any other questions, you didn't. You I'm assuming you, because you're 15 months, you did not relapse. Correct. Okay. Cool. Um, Anything else that I'm missing? I don't think so. I, I, I am so, so impressed um, just by, like, you. Like, yeah, like really, it's really cool to, to talk to somebody who's stoked on sobriety, um, stoked on sobriety, getting out of a pandemic, um, mm-hmm. all of it, you know, and like. Just, just the 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 amount of energy that you bring is just is is, is amazing. 
Yeah. Um, I've, I've been giving a new lease on life. Um, I fucked up my first life. Um, I, I, you know, I was faced with death ultimately and um, I was ready to give up, but I just like my story. I held on for one more night and that night changed my life. So I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, uh... I, I still I, I'm thinking about it just what you said earlier and how you started this whole how we started this whole thing it's just, it the, it's, it's like we were saying earlier it's like things feel like forever when you're not sober right. and I'm sure that felt like forever like that whole night all of it just felt like it was never gonna end yeah and it's not I mean and it, it, it did you know it ended it was momentary and you're here and that's just phenomenal like super super stoked for you for that thank you um yeah i i I've very much enjoyed this conversation thank you for me coming too. To and talking to me thank you for um of course <laughs> of course i'm i'm so sad i'm like like anytime like i see somebody i'm like oh i think i should like ask them because i'd love <laughs> to hear what they have to say um and that's all no i absolutely love what you're doing i love that you are just um normalizing getting help is okay um normalizing um sobriety um and recovery um you know this this needs to be talked about and i'm glad you're using your platform to do that thank you i i I like if anybody whoever's listening who like does listen to the show has listened to it for a while like i bounce back and forth about around a lot of things and like well i should change the show into this because like i'm into this and i should do this and i have but i think that they're for me within where i am in life and in my recovery and just being sober i think it's so important to talk to people and it's helpful for my end but i'm sure it's helpful for so many other people to hear these things um and I, and I, this is just one thing that like, I live my recovery. Like it is part of how I stay sober is to connect with other people and hopefully draw those connections. I remember how shitty it was being sober um, in the beginning and I was just done with it. And, you know, like I, 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 I feel like having stuff like this open for people to like, just come on and talk in here kind of like air their laundry or share their story, whatever it is, is just, it's, it's, it's kind of like bringing a meeting. It's like a speaker meeting, but it's not, Yeah, uh, you know, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you, you came on. Um, I'm glad that you found me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm like, I like, I, I hadn't checked my, um, I had a, I had a second kid. Uh, three weeks ago almost congratulations oh thank you (laughs) um my wife and i and um i hadn't checked my my instagram for the page in a long time and um i saw your picture i was like hey this look you look super fucking cool so i gotta like talk to you um and then yeah i saw you and then i was then i reached out so i'm i'm really glad that like just happened to see that be the first person that i was like oh like this person looks really interesting. <laughs> uh, I like, you know, you don't like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm an Instagram person who doesn't like, just like look at com, like look at the 
what you might call it the caption uh-huh like, like oh like i know that this you know like this is like sober punks blah 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 blah. and then i like looked at it, i was like oh this person looks really cool because they always post like super cool people yeah uh, i was like i and i love the features that they have so i was just like oh cool like this person seems super awesome <laughs> um, before you go uh the i have two other questions um do you have any recommendations to somebody who is sober curious and or newly sober or in rehab or any any kind of what do you have any any kind of recommendations recommendations um like uh, generally speaking um um i kind of just like how kind of any kind of like finishing touches um of like this of what could help them in early sobriety um because i think that there there are a lot of questions that people have yeah uh, and is is there is there anything that like impacted you in a way that was just like oh this is super helpful i gotta pass it along um i think yeah i think um for newcomers or um you know uh like uh staying sober just i think focus on you and what makes you happy like um and and start small like I, I think i i tended to take on big tasks and i would fail and then so then i felt like i failed at everything in life but like i would do small tasks focus on that and then move to bigger ones um like art i started off small paintings um, because i love doing art that helped me put my focus on um my art now i'm doing murals nice um you know same thing with working out i you know, when I first start, I started working out again in rehab, um, I couldn't do a regular push-up. I had to do push-ups on my knees um, and I could only do five, but now I do regular push-ups. I do, you know, workouts. I do all the, I have, you know, um, workout videos on my page. I've lost um, 70 pounds. Uh, so I've just, you know, I think just taking care of yourself and doing the things you enjoy and love doing once you get back to the basics of you then you get more comfortable within yourself and it becomes easier to just i can't say it's easy it comes it becomes easier yeah. to stay sober if you keep your your mind active with things that you love awesome great answer to that question <laughs> but i do have to chuckle because i'm like all these like <laughs> i gotta juggle because like it is um like while everybody else is just like gaining weight and eating horribly uh-huh. last year like you're just like kicking ass and working <laughs> out losing weight doing all the things that like nobody nobody <laughs> did so good on you thank you <laughs> that's crazy man you are you are amazing i'm just like yeah you're you're awesome yeah, because um, like, yeah, that's 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 awesome. I know it is crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, <laughs> I talk to people and about stuff like this, and I haven't I haven't ta- interviewed anybody who got sober or and just like that whole man. I have like I could like talk to you so much more about this stuff <laughs> just because like there is like 
there is like a, there's like a plethora of things that go through went through my head when I first got sober and like it was all the things that you do and have done are by far exceed anything that I did and it's just so cool and inspiring to hear that like you just seem incredibly excited and are ex- incredibly excited and well, if you if you think of it from this aspect like i'm sure there are things that you do in your life that people think are really cool and and like this this podcast i think that's awesome you know i i, yes, I, but... I, I don't think you give yourself enough credit oh, for you. for the things that you do in your life and the things that you enjoy and the things that you're thriving at oh. um so kudos thank to you thank you <laughs> but i just yeah thank you thank you you're, i mean i you're probably right. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> I'm just also just like me. I'm just very much uh, like in awe, just like on the amount of work you've done. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, that's it is that's a lot of work. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work, but awesome. Um, and the last thing is any kind of recommendation outside of sobriety anything any kind of shout outs you want to give um i will i've i do have a list of shout outs that i would love cool. to give um I'm run through the list of names first and foremost my mom charlotte she is my world she is my savior she she saved my life i love you um Elena, Regina, Valerie, Sabrina, Dino, my siblings, um, all my nieces and nephews, um, your love and support continue to amaze me. Um, uh, Larry, Mel, um, Stacy, Megan, um, uh, Ezzy, um, God, I, the, the list of people who, who give me love and support are endless. I just, I'm surrounded by, by so much love. Um, and as far as, um, I would say inspirational music, um, Macklemore, cause he too is sober. Um, yes. yes. He didn't, he, didn't he relapse too? He did. He did. And he has a song about that. And you know, he's talking about it's, it's okay to be human. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, so well, it's like, that's, I mean, a sidebar, like that's something we also need to normalize is like, people like screw up and do it like they have to like you know they screw up in their own sense and they get sober again yeah and that's okay like we should we need to be okay like yeah we need to be cool with all that because it's it's not easy so yeah it's uh right on macklemore keep yeah. going sorry Mac- sidebar i sidebar a lot of things Go ahead. like i like anytime i'm uh ready to do um to paint murals or to do something like to hype myself up to go for a run like i'll listen to glorious um by by malcolm moore just all his music is very you know he talks about he's very open about his sobriety so that's really Mm -hmm. cool um i'm trying i've been trying to read the alchemist for so long (laughs) (laughs) and i'm going to i've been trying to read it too i think we all so so yeah the the alchemist is is the book that i'm currently reading um so yeah, just um, um, I don't know. I, I I think just find find positive people in your life and keep them there. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's a it's a 
I think it's a hard, I think it's a good one. I think it's a hard one because sometimes it's it's hard to see yeah. how much positive positivity you need in your life. Right. Um, but it is so important. Like I, you know, you don't really realize. You know, it's it, I feel like everything for me in, it, with sobriety is like every cliche. I hated until I got sober and I was like, oh yeah, it all works. Like all those things that people said to me, like, you know, it's like the whole thing, like you don't really realize what you lost until it's gone. Like so true. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe it's also old age and just like being old and you're just like, oh yeah, like everything is a cliche. Right. Um, But I think a lot of it is like the sobriety of it. It's just like, you don't, you know, it's the whole way people say one day at a time and, you know, stuff like that, like baby steps, like those things, are are very true yeah Uh, and you don't really realize how true they are until until you're sober and having to deal with a bunch of things right um but yeah it was it was so great talking to you i am i am incredibly excited for your future for your art i i think now i need to know all this stuff and you need to send (laughs) all the things Uh, so if you would be so kind i'm gonna i'll text you after this but if you have any um, works of art or if you have anything you want me to play or anything, let me know. I would love to hype you up because I just think that it, what you're doing is awesome. It's thank you. What needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, likewise, what you're doing is so amazing and so awesome. And it, too, needs to be done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am. I'm. I'm it's been a pleasure. It really has been a pleasure. Thank you for talking to me for a long time and waiting through my, <laughs> you trying to put my kid down and me struggling through some things. It's like the, the first interview of the season. So I'm like, oh, it's like, try. it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for, for going, getting through this with me. It was, it was, it was, it was a joy for thank, sure. Thank you very much. And um, thank you for, for allowing me to have this platform to share my story. Of course, of course. And I'll send you all the things and send me all the things for your stuff because I want to know more. I want to know all of it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.